All right. Well, hey, welcome to another edition of the Pickleball Brief podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Dave Feldman. And we have been doing a lot of things this week. How do you want to describe what you've been doing this week? Uh, you know, we've just been, I know we keep saying this. There's just a lot of, a lot that goes into putting out a newsletter, especially, especially if you want it to be right, which I think is a fundamental core value. I'm not sure that we've established our core values at Pickleball Brief yet, but you know, I can tell that one of our core values is just make sure things are right, make sure that the quality is there. And so a lot of the things we're doing right now is just ensuring everything's right, ensuring that the user experience is going to be seamless and ensuring that there's not going to be any interruptions or any obnoxious, you know, user experience failures when people are reading. You know, we want them to not notice anything. I think the ideal, the ideal situation would be that they read it. They get to look at the directory. They get to do all this stuff, seamlessly go from page to page, and they don't even think about it. Nothing comes up to even trigger them to think anything. That would be a win. And that's what we're trying to accomplish, I think. And so it's just it's just doing a lot of crossing your T's, dotting your I's, getting everything set for our launch on the 15th, and ensuring all the content's there and the websites, websites look good. So... And and then we got a lot of other stuff in the background. You know, we're trying to we're trying to build a team here. So we're, we're working on setting up SOPs, setting up you know how we're going to be doing things going forward. So so that this can be a lasting organization that provides value to the industry for decades to come. That's the ideal. Yeah. So to just I guess wrap on that. I mean. We have a punch list that we're working out and, uh, it's filling up and we're going around, you know, finishing stuff off and it'll be high quality out of the gate. But Dave and I have had a number of conversations about perfect is the enemy of, of uh, pretty good. And so we want to make sure and get this out too. Um, we don't want to, you know, perfect ourselves into the corner. That being said, uh, it's got to be low friction for you guys. So, yeah, it will be. People will appreciate what we've created, but it is definitely going to evolve. It's going to improve. Things, new features are going to start getting added. It's not going to be, you know, a brand new Ferrari right up front, but it'll get there eventually. And, but the, the data, the data, the information that's going to be impactful from the from the get go. We want to uh, again, you know, we were talking about it a few days ago, or I don't know what it was. But we were talking about as a resource, as an industry professional, when you have you know an issue in your business. We we're talking about a story that I had heard from a conversation I had with a a franchise company that was uh, updating their or considering updating their, their framework now regarding fixed versus uh, mobile nets for their facilities because of 
like a small nuance around getting the floors clean because of a certain type of machine that has to do it, otherwise the floors get ruined. And they've tried and tested this, and it's part of how they got to their model of deciding to use that floor uh, company, encoding company in Surface, and uh, protecting that long term. Those are the problems that come up in the business day to day, and you're sitting there thinking, well, what are my options on that? You know, I hope we become the place that you guys think to go and look to find the information on those kind of conversations and those kind of suppliers and those kind of service companies that can help you solve that problem. So that's what we're working on. You know, that's what we're building. Yeah, I'll say this, you know, to that point, becoming a trusted resource, positioning ourselves as a trusted resource for industry business operators, as well as people that are thinking about getting into the meaning or they're they're in a startup phase where they're either trying to get funding or they're thinking about standing up a pickleball facility or, or implementing pickleball into their current club, you know, maybe their country club or something. And these people... Or maybe, maybe they're in a different industry that could really just, you know, move into providing service to this industry and they don't, they don't know enough about it yet. Exactly. And we, we're positioning ourselves as the trusted advisor, the trusted almost consultant or, or whatever you want to say that can, that can fix a lot of those pain points that industry professionals are running up against. And currently they don't have anywhere else to go to, you know, find answers to the, to the pain points that they have. I can't figure out, you know, I can't figure out how to get a, a reliable supplier for this. I can't figure out, you know, how to contact all the, you know, these clubs and promote my products. Like I'm having trouble, like setting up my distribution channels. I'm having trouble doing this and I'm banging my head against the wall and there's the hard way to do it or there's the easy way to do it, hopefully, which is reference pickleball brief to where there's going to be answers to these pain points. But that's the thing is I want to say is like, as we are curating information and as we are thinking through what information to present and as we are, creating answers to these problems. I actually feel as I'm thinking through, like what should the next article be? What should the next brief contain? What should the next, you know, what should we do next? I feel pressure like, because I want, I I feel the pressure of like delivering for the industry professionals that are going to be relying on us. So, you know, I just want people to know that in the sense of like taking this very seriously and feel the pressure of making sure that this is a, valuable content that can be leveraged, implemented, used, and, 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 you know, it's, it's a value way beyond the minimal investment that you'll make in it. It's good stuff. Yeah. That's where we are right now. (laughs) We're almost there. We're coming down the home stretch. Good. Less than a few days. It's Friday. We're, we go live on Monday. So there you go. That's so I'm going to shift gears here because the last thing we're going to talk, I just want to touch real brief on an observation I had last night regarding, you know, we're already live into the new season out west at the Hyundai Masters. And I want to talk about that just briefly because I think it does have like a really interesting impact on the industry overall. And then last which is going to be the majority of the conversation. We're going to cover 
a little bit of the first dive, the first deep dive edition that's coming out. Dave's done an incredible job with his piece, and we just want to kind of talk about what the topic is and what you might expect if you are to subscribe. Uh, so you have a little bit of an idea. Um, so, but to backstep here, the Hyundai Masters on the revision, I was just talking to Dave about this. I, um, I just thought, oh, I'll take a break and watch some pickleball last night because the live streams have been coming up on throughout the day. And I actually, um, at the time I sat down, it was, it was recordings from like the day before. And, um, of course, uh, Ben hadn't been eliminated yet. And when I went for this particular actually watch, it was men's doubles. And, um, I had seen like, you know, little clips here and there of like singles, men's singles and things like that. And I was noticing that there are definitely were a lot more pro tennis players coming into this situation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've seen that here where I play where a lot more tennis players are coming over and, it does really change the nature of play. And, uh, boy, I sat down and watched, uh, Sock and Chick playing Tioni and Duong. And if you haven't seen that one, I, I, I mean, they're all great, but that one, particularly the second match at the end, I, I, what I was witnessing, I was just blown away by. I was like, this is a whole new, this is a whole new version of the sport. It's like a, I want to say it's like, uh, I don't know what to say. I almost feel like it's like up leveling because the athleticism, the speed, the power, I mean, just unbelievable, uh, <laughs> athleticism. It was just crazy. I don't, I don't remember. I'm not, and I've looked, I've watched quite a few YouTube, you know, clips of big ball tournaments in the last year. I don't remember seeing, or I don't remember those clips having that kind of an impact on me. It almost reminded me of, uh, I was telling my wife, it reminded me of when I was a, a young man and my dad took me to see, like we'd seen, we'd seen collegiate sports and we'd seen like, you know, high school sports and stuff like that. But the first time he took me to see the NFL and then the game started and then I actually saw how fast they were. And then I saw like, like you heard the impact of the collisions. You were like, wow, like this is a different thing. It kind of had that kind of impression on me. I was like, I think, you know, pickleball is about to go to a, you know, it's about to go to the next level. It really is. My point is why I wanted to talk about this overall as it relates to business is that as the sport goes through a transformation, which it definitely will this year in my observation, if it's like this, you're going to, you're definitely going to see a merging of the tennis and, and an influx, even greater influx of people that maybe were on the fringe in tennis and saying, oh, pickleball is not for me. It's one now. <laughs> so I think you're going to see an even greater expansion. And then there's going to be a, obviously emerging cultures at a greater level or deeper level. It's been going on for a while. I'm not saying it hasn't been happening, but I'm just saying it's going to probably happen on even a broader level once people get access to seeing this stuff the way it's been unfolding. And then all of that has an impact on, you know, who ends up in your facility who starts coming in and looking around and wants new equipment or new needs, you know, this and that, who who can, you know, add value in terms of being a pro or um providing insight or advice to you on, on those on those new customers that are coming in. Yeah. So 
I was talking to a manufacturer the other day and he was telling me about how they are. They literally have a program that's transition that helps clubs transition a tennis pro into a pickleball pro, like a pick, you know, for their coaching and, and, you know, to kind of run the program. They're focusing or they're seeing this too, probably because there's, they're, they literally have a program like, this is how you turn a tennis pro into a pickleball pro at your club if you're trying to add pickleball to your facility. Yeah, I heard about that program too. It's going to be interesting to see how people will have to have a plan for how to merge those cultures because they are distinct and and there's just different uh, you know attitudes and beliefs in each group. So it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to have a pl- to see how that goes, and people will have to have a plan. Yeah, uh, I I'm, I feel like it'll affect it'll affect the game from an equipment standpoint as well. Like I, I see, like you're talking about, like these new players, these new tennis players, as the as the game evolves, and we're we're obviously seeing the evolution of the paddle and everything, but this will dictate this will dictate some of the evolution and the directions that it goes. So, you know, manufacturers would want to pay attention to this sort of thing so that they can, if if they're paying attention to it, they can be a step ahead of where the game's going. People should be paying attention to where the game's heading and how it's evolving. I also, one point I'll just make on this, and, and then we can move on to the main topic, but is that I do want to, I do want to acknowledge that strategically, from the PPA perspective, you know, going out and getting these players or doing, I'm imagining there was a certain level of recruitment that happened. Um, you know, kudos to them. I mean, pretty smart move because one of the common conversations that you've heard a lot from many of the, of the regular folks that talk about this stuff is that, that people say traditional pickleball is it really that watchable? Like it's not like a, it's not like a super, uh, it's not a draw like, you know, an NFL event or something like that. And, uh, and I, I'm not saying, you know, that it'll ever reach that, that level. Um, but I definitely think this up levels it. And I think it makes it a lot more interesting, uh, a lot more interesting to just tune into like a 20 minute match. It makes, it makes it, you don't want to fast forward to anything. You're literally like, you're kind of watching everything that's happening and it's so dynamic. You're like, what? You're seeing shots that you just can't believe all the time. I mean, that was happening in the past, but you still have to sit through like 10 minute dink battles. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> which, which are a skill. They're definitely a skill. I'm not, I'm not demoting that. I'm just saying that, you know, what's, what's happening now is just different. So, you know, kudos to, uh, whoever decided to go, who had the idea to go out and get some tennis players actively moving towards the sport and committing to play, you know, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. All right, well, let's shift gears here. I'm going to let you lead this uh, this part because you uh, were the brainchild, and uh, we're calling this, what are we calling this, for the record? Monthly, monthly briefing. So, so the monthly briefing is going to, just as a reminder for people, the monthly briefing is going to come out on the 15th of every month. And then uh, more of a summary kind of monthly update is going to come out on the 30th of every month. The 30th of every month is going to be included in the free subscription. But if you want access to the more in-depth 
a comprehensive monthly briefing that will come out on the 15th. That will be part of the premium subscription. So, yeah, I was just going to kind of go through our first monthly briefing that's literally going to be coming out in three days. We're going to be dropping it in three days for everybody to have access to. Premium subscribers will have access to it. And just kind of give you a tease on it and just kind of let you know, like, what we're thinking. I would say this first one is more focused. It's it's focused on, um, I would say, people that are are looking at getting into it, into a pickleball facility, whether it's a current facility that's expanding into pickleball or whether you're a business that's looking at adding pickleball into what you're doing. Like we've talked before about, like, for example, some bar that added pickleball courts in the back and started, like, crushing it. You know, you wouldn't, like, I'm a bar, you wouldn't think that pickleball is a revenue stream, but, yeah, it is. And so, or if you're even looking at investing in pickleball, I know, you know, Robert and I have interacted with a lot of developers and even funds, people that are, like, putting together, like, pickleball-focused, like, funds where people can invest in these pickleball projects that are that are popping up around the country. So if you want to know like where you should be investing your money in pickleball, if you're a guy or a person that's thinking about starting a pickleball club in your area, because you know, you love pickleball and you want to start it. Okay. This, so the point is, is this article, this first monthly briefing is more on the startup side. It's more on the, the side of people trying to like evaluate like what options they have for getting into pickleball. And the name of it, I'll just tell you the name of it, is pretty straightforward. What state offers the best opportunity for new pickleball business? And we're we're looking at a few different things in this article. First of all, we're evaluating every state based on, like, how business-friendly they are. So we're looking at the various rankings for best places to start a business in 2024 and consolidating all of those to see and get, like, an average ranking of, like, where people can start a pickleball business, you know, where's, where's the best state to be like starting a pickleball business. And this is looking at things like access to capital infrastructure, you know, venture capital per, you know, based on GDP, small business loans per, you know, availability, corporate tax rates, other things like that. We've incorporated these factors into this and yeah, we're looking at, you know, where's the best place to start a business in general, not, not necessarily pickleball, but just where's a good place to start a business. And I'm not going to. So if you, let me just say, so if you're, you know, if you're doing that, like, let's say you're, let's say you're already operating as an independent, you're looking to open a second location. You have a lot of good information based on where you're at right now. Cause things are working under the current conditions and you probably have a lot of learnings in terms of uh, your direct experience with running the business. And that's good. That's great. It's a good base set of data. But then, you know, making the next step and in, in growing the business by opening a second or third location, you really need to be thoughtful. And so some of these things that Dave just outlined are a lot of the what are baked into, you know, the planning that goes into the franchise models. So um, this gives you kind of like a, a competitive equivalence uh, in terms of like being on the same at least in the same uh, songbook as what they're doing when it comes to preparing for that growth rather than just leaping. Now's not a good time to just, you know, go with your gut. Yeah. You want to put data behind 
what you're doing. There's a pickleball, pickleball business that we interact with a lot that's, you know, they have one location in one state right on the border, the, another location right across the other. It's just a few miles away, but it's a completely different state. And, and actually quite, quite different models. Like what, what happens at each location is very different. Yeah. Just trying to be aware of, of the, of the different intricacies that you're going to run across. And not that I, I, I don't know that this article per se is going to give you every single intricacy that you're going to run across, but it's basically opening up that conversation so that you can be aware of like, okay, I need to pay attention to this. I need to look at this. This is something that I need to consider. This is a place where I need to dig a little bit deeper, but this gives me a starting point to look at. So yeah, so from a business friendly perspective, but I thought it would be really interesting if we matrix that across or against, you know, what, where the current saturation, where the current demand is and where people are playing pickleball the most currently. And there can be, you can actually draw a few different conclusions from that because so what the metric that I'm looking at is basically USA pickleball registered facilities in North America. Now, granted, they're they're adding like 130 new locations per month. So as as soon as I publish, it's already somewhat old news. Like there's more, there's even going to be more. But the point is, is like looking at per thousand residents of each state, how many pickleball courts do we have per resident? And you can look and see like there's some states, obviously, pickleball is on fire. And I'll say this, actually, I'd say like the... The Midwest Southwest is a hotbed for pickleball right now. I mean, they have per capita the most pickleball courts. And so obviously it's on fire there. But then the question is, is, is that where you want to start? You know, is that where you want to invest? Is that where you want to start your business? Because you could look at it and probably have two different perspectives. You could say, I want to go where it's least saturated. What are the states that have the least saturation? Because then that presents the opportunity. And then what, or, or maybe, maybe you're the type of person where you're thinking, no, I want to go where it's burning hot. That's obviously where the demand is. That's where we should be. So, you know, I leave it up to the reader to decide like what they want to pull from that perspective. But, you know, they'll have that information at their fingertips of like where, you know, per capita, where are people having the most access currently to pickleball? And keep that in mind too, based on like your, your, ge- your geographic reality as well. So, you know, weather, seasons, all that stuff is going to factor into this as well. You know, public versus private availability. So sorry, David, I just wanted to throw that no, to no, no. Then we matrix them to kind of give a ranking. So we have our pickleball ranking. And then to, to, to Robert's point, you know, I, I put, I kind of put a weighted average on these, like, of ranking, like, where's the best place to start a pickleball business based on the state friend, you know, business friendliness, based on the saturation. But then there's a little bit of an art to the ranking as well. Like, we added a little bit of art to the ranking based on factors. Like, what is the weather in that state? You know, maybe if Alaska, not that, not that this actually happened, but maybe if Alaska, like, was number one, 
maybe think like, well, should, you know, and, and Texas was a close number too. Like, well, you know, since Alaska, you have like two months of like actual outdoor playing time. Maybe that's not a good place for an outdoor. And, and five people that live in the state. Yeah. And there's five <laughs> people that live in the state and yada, yada. So we put a little bit of art to it too. And we came up with our rankings of the top 10 states where you should be starting, but we just wanted to generally put out a, a resource that people could use to where they can quickly, quickly see like, okay, these are good states to be in. Or if you're looking at investing, if you're, if you're considering investing in pickleball and you're looking at various projects and one project is in Arizona and one project is in Texas, which one do I want to invest in? Well, this, this article, this monthly briefing could help you give you another piece of the puzzle to make that decision. So I won't reveal the uh, rankings. I'll leave that, uh, you know, as a cliffhanger for people to read the article. What, what about data sources? Do you want to, I mean, I understand we're not going to name names right now, but do you want to talk about how you came up with the data or yeah, how all these were calculated? Yeah. So the data sources did come from four different, like repu, like from the business friendly perspective, the biz, the, the data sources did come from four reputable publications that are putting out information on this. And I didn't want to go off of one of them because they have, they're all different and they all kind of have their opinions and whoever, and they have their calculations of how they're doing things. So what I wanted to do is average, you know, four kind of reputable ones together to get our, our average or, or, you know, down the middle line so that we could kind of get a, I guess a less, less influenced by whatever it might be influenced by. Yeah. And then the data for the pickleball courts comes from USA pickleball. So it's USA pickleball registered facilities, which obviously doesn't encapsulate everything, but it's a good, it's a good barometer for, you know, most of these most legitimate pickleball courts out there are going to show up on this, on the USA pickleball registered facilities list. And so that's where we got that information. And we're, you know, like I mentioned too, we're maybe teasing future monthly briefings too. Like we're focused on data and we're focused on getting analytical and data insights that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're trying to build partnerships to allow us to like pull some of that information in. So this, 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 this first briefings got some good data in it. It's got some charts. It's got some things. Some some good charts. Yeah, some good visuals. Yep. Some good visuals that kind of show you visually, like what you're looking at and, or, you know, what, you know, what the landscape looks like. And then, but, you know, in the future, we're going to have some good charts and good data in those articles as well. I'm really excited about it. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but. Yeah, but yeah I think that's cool. a really good, a good, a good teaser and overview of what yeah. to expect if you, uh, Make the decision to subscribe and be a part of, you know, our premium level. Uh, these are the kind of like briefings that I think, um, will be keepers. Like you, you know, there, there'll be pieces of content that, you know, you will put in a folder somewhere and save and look back to and refer to and use in your meetings to prepare and also to share with your colleagues to talk about decisions that you'll make in the business. Speaking of that, and this is, I guess, more on a technical side, 
as a premium member, you'll have access to the monthly briefing, but you'll also have access to archived uh, monthly briefings. So, of course, we're going to deliver the briefing to you once per month, but you'll have access to, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. I mean, somebody could be listening to this podcast a year from when we're recording it today, but you're going to, you're going to have access to all of our old uh, monthly briefings as premium member. So you can go back, read through the old briefings that we published, had your team read through them, and there's, there, there will be some good content in there for making decisions like Robert mentioned. Yes, indeed. I'm excited to finally, like, get this out there for people because I'm excited for the launch on the 15th. Yeah, one, one last thing I'll mention, which is part of the premium subscription as well, too, is we've been building we're we're in the early phases of it, and obviously it's going to be an ongoing process and a, a living, breathing platform of information. But we've been building a um, pretty robust database of product services and resources for the industry, and I'm unaware of anything, anybody else who's done that yet. And I'm not really – it doesn't matter if they do. I think that ours is going to be really – Really great the way we're going about it and the information we're able to capture and some of the um, content that we'll provide there. That'll be part of a premium subscription, too. So if you hear or see us refer to certain companies or ideas or concepts, you can most assuredly be able to go and source those uh, companies or those groups or entities that we refer to in our database if you need to get in touch with them or figure out, you know, what they're doing or just learn more about them. So excited to talk about that as well too in the future, but I want to just tease that a little. It's going to be the best out there. It's going to be the most comprehensive and just access to that alone. Think of all Rolodex in your pocket. Think of all Rolodex in your pocket. Well, cool. Everybody, uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. We appreciate your time and attention as always. We know there's a lot of stuff to listen to and pay attention to and you know, we appreciate you listening. So uh, we are on all the directories now, and you can find us there. And then we also have a link on our site that's going live here directly to our main podcast page where you can actually subscribe right there. Or you can pick your favorite directory and do it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody have an awesome right now, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good. Thank you.